Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. What kind of table do you have? Do you like a table? How many tables do you have? Now, I'm asking you very weird questions today, but this is very important because today's topic is Jesus, the table flipper. Now, do you have tables that you really need, you want to keep, or do you have some tables that you want to throw it away or you want to flip it? Now, I have a table that I use right now, and this is something that I put my computer and my microphone right here to record my sermon. But also, I'm using my kitchen table. Actually, it was a dining table. It's not really big, but I'm using it to study on it. So it doesn't really look like a study table, but I'm using it for, have been using, used it for um, four or five years already. But now my wife, Debbie, said, Sammy, we need to change the table. Not, not that table is our newer, uh, the dining table that I've already used four years now. Why? Because it has some scratches and it doesn't really look new anymore. So we're, it was actually very cheap dining table. So we're planning on changing that table. Now you must have some tables in your home that you want to get rid of. Now today we're going to look at the table that Jesus flipped. Jesus turned them, uh, turned them over. So why? Why is that table turned over? And you today, we're going to look at a very important truth about that. So please uh, pray. And also, uh, as, we are, as we are reading the scripture, I want you to really engage the text so that the Holy Spirit will teach you very important truth today. So today's text is chap, uh, book of John chapter 2, verses 13 through 21. And let me read it for you. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money, money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who were selling the doves, he said, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It took 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. Amen. Amen. This is God's word. Now, let me tell you the very important context to remember. Here, it says in verse 13, the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So the key word here is the Passover. And we're going to come back to this uh, in a few minutes. But why Jesus went into Jerusalem in Passover? By the way, this is almost right after when Jesus turned uh, water into wine. And we looked at it last week. And it is an amazing truth that Jesus turned the misery into joy. So if, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. But here, Jesus is entering to Jerusalem, especially here in the temple. But this happened again 
this was the beginning of Jesus's ministry, but almost at the end of Jesus's ministry, Jesus entered into Jerusalem in the Passover time. So this is like a bookend, Passover, Passover, and Jesus's beginning of ministry and end of his ministry. Now, this Passover happened in the Passion Week. Today is not a Easter Sunday, but today is actually a Palm Sunday, which is a week before uh, the, uh, the, the Easter Sunday. But yesterday, which was March 27th, the Saturday was the beginning of Passover week. So even the Jewish people now, they celebrate the Passover starting from yesterday. But today, as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, we celebrate the Palm Sunday when Jesus entered into Jerusalem victoriously riding on the donkey. You know the story, right? But it's uh, it, it's almost same week with the Passover week. So Passover week and Passion week, they are almost the same. And then in a few minutes later, a few minutes later, we're going to look at why it is so significant. Now, during this uh, the Passover week, then Jesus entered into the temple and let's see what he did. Okay, starting from verse 14, it says, And he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. You see what's going on here? The money changers were seated at the table. So in the temple, imagine this, there must be people who must be uh, praying and worshiping the Lord, but instead of praying and worshiping the Lord, we see the money transaction going on here. This money changers were sitting in the temple, I mean, in the table. So it looks like to just, even to non-Christians, you may think, oh, this is not good, you know, something wrong. Here. But in fact, these people were not that bad people. Why? What do I mean? Uh, these money changers were actually helping those people who are coming to the temple to worship the Lord. Because in the scripture, they need to pay the Jewish money, shekel. But, you know, they were under Roman, Roman Empire. So they had a Roman coins for their common use. But for these Jewish people, they wanted to keep their law. So they were they need to change their money, Roman money to Israeli money. So these money changers were just helping them to follow the law, right? And we see the doves and oxen and sheep. Of course, this is not a zoo, but this was the temple. Why are there animals? Well, the scripture also law of Moses commanded them to uh, sacrifice to give these animals to the Lord to keep the Passover. So, I mean, they're not really necessarily bad people. They were just following the law of Moses, right? But what's wrong with that, right? In verse 15, and Jesus said, he made a scourge of cords, like a whip, and then drove them all out of the temple, okay? With the sheep and the oxen, and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Here's our key topic word here, table. Jesus flipped the table, okay? And then in verse 16 says, And to those who are selling the doves, he said, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. Stop making my father's house. So Jesus is calling the temple as his father's house, meaning God the father's house. And these people... He, according to him, these people were making 
the temple, God's house, into a house of business. Now, this instance was recorded in other Gospels as well. And in other Gospels, like Matthew, Luke, um, Mark, and Luke, they said, Jesus is saying, you stop making my house as Ron, uh, the uh, den of robbers. You are stealing, okay? And then you are doing business here. And also, Jesus said in another uh, gospel, is Jesus said, This is my house of prayer for all nations. So Jesus is defining the temple not as a business place or not as a robber's den, but as the house of prayer. In fact, this merchant's uh, was going on in the outer court of the temple. There are two courts, inner court and outer court. Now, this outer court was used for Gentiles to come to worship the Lord, okay? But this outer court was filled with these tables. Now, this was not just a table. This was the table of business. So that, imagine that Gentiles came to worship the Lord, but there were so many money changers and animals and you know would they be able to concentrate focus to focus on worshiping the lord not at all it must be very noisy it must be a a lot of coin uh, going on the money going on and you know it must be very distractive so the people must must not be able to focus on worshiping the lord and jesus was right he was saying this is the house of prayer for all nations, but you are making the Gentiles, you are making, you're distracting people from worshiping and praying to the Lord. The table was not supposed to be there for business. In fact, when people pray, they do not need a table. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, Daniel was in the foreign country. He was in the kingdom of Babylon. But even though he was told that if, if they worship God other, uh, other than the, uh, the, the king, emperor, they would be killed. But he did not listen to it. He just followed his routine to worship and pray to the Lord three times a day. But remember what he did. He knelt down before the Lord and he um, was facing toward Jerusalem and he lifted up lift up his hands and pray to the Lord. Okay, so they he did not need a table to worship the Lord, but these people were putting the business table right in the temple to, to do some commercial uh, with the people. So this was the context here, and Jesus was cleansing the temple in that way. And then uh, he does not stop there and in, in verse 17, that this, the religious leaders were very upset about what Jesus was doing. And he said, His disciples remember that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. And then the Jews then said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? And then verse 19, Jesus said, Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It took 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Okay. Now, so what what is really going on? Now, we see that Jesus was turning the table, right, the business table, commercial table, 
And then these religious leaders were stopping Jesus and, hey, what are you doing? What authority do you have? And then Jesus is saying about very weird thing. Destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. So to them, nothing was making sense. But let's put this together. Jesus cleansing the temple, okay, flipping the table, and Jesus talking about the building the temple, building the temple in three days. Of course, we have the, the interpretation right here. It says he was talking about his resurrection, res that he is going to be, uh, of course, to, to be resurrected, he needs to die, right? But death is not the end. He is going to be uh, risen from the dead in three days. So why uh, the resurrection is here in this story? And why there's a flipping the table? And why is the Passover? Now, this is a very, very important the picture, important order that we need to look at. Okay, Why there are two Passover events? Now, in those Passover events, Jesus... Uh, went into the temple and then he cleaned the temple right at the beginning of his ministry and at the end of his ministry so it's like a bookend what does that tell you it tells us it tells me to me at least that Jesus came for the Passover right into those two occasions now Jesus is the Passover lamb. Now, he is the one who died on the cross, and because of the blood, the people's lives are saved, are spared, uh, their sins are forgiven. But at the same time, in the, pa the last day of the Passover week is to celebrate the, the crossing over the Red Sea, meaning that they are no longer in the Egyptians' slavery place, but they are in the a new place that they're going to be, they're becoming a children, the people of God. So the Sunday, so that's the day they went across the, uh, the Red Sea, just like that. Uh, the, as the, at the last day of Passover when Jesus died, he rose again, rose from the dead. So can you link it together? Can you connect it together? Jesus died as the Passover lamb, but Jesus rose again from the dead so that just like the Red Sea was opened, the heaven's gate is opened, that we were dead because of our sin, but we became alive because of Jesus' resurrection. So that is the amazing the connection that we can see what happened uh, to the, the people of Israel, but what happened to Jesus Christ and ultimately what happens to us, all of them together. So that it was not a coincidence that Jesus did this two times, cleansing the temple and get the uh, during the Passover time. So in those two events, we see, in, as we saw in today's verse, we saw that Jesus turned the table. He flipped the table. He cleans the table. What was the table again? That was the table of business. That was the commercial business table. Now, that is the big problem, that there was no relationship with God or anything, but they were just selling. They were sitting in their table as if they are the owner 
um, of that table, and they are the they are the selling all the goods to these Israel people, so the Israel people would be able to buy from them to go to、uh, God and worship. But Jesus was there as the Passover lamb. He did not. They did not need to sell another or buy another lamb or another oxen. But Jesus was there as the ultimate Passover lamb. But also at the same time, Jesus was the temple. Now the people were. Of traveling all over the places to go there to、uh, to give their sacrifices to God, but they did not have to do it because Jesus is the temple. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ, it becomes the temple of God. Just like in First Corinthians three sixteen, do you not know that you are the temple of God? The Holy Spirit lives in you. Okay, so this is the amazing the the connection that we need to make. So the the thing is, the table needs to be flipped. What kind of table do you have? If you Jesus turned the commercial table down, and there is no commercial table in the kingdom of God, but there is the communion table, which is for the relationship, the communion with God. Now remember, imagine this: that Jesus was not necessarily against the table. The business table, commercial table, is、uh, is is not welcomed. But Jesus had another table that was the communion table. Right before Jesus was crucified, the day before he was he died, he offered the table for his disciples. That Jesus showed the.、Uh, Jesus hold the bread and hold the wine, representing his body, representing his blood. That Jesus was saying, "This is my body, this is my blood," and drink and eat it. So that Jesus was offering the、uh, his own body to his disciples. So not he, we need to. God needs to come to you, and He needs to turn over, flip over that, flip that commercial table in your life. But He needs to make the communion table with you. My question for you is this: What is your commercial table? The business between God and us. Now we cannot, we will never be able to do business between Him and us. A lot of religions. They are self-righteous. They are elevating self-righteousness. They are like selling their righteousness before God and say, "God, you see how good I am, so please receive me,、uh, please, please buy me, right?" But there is no price for us for God to buy us because we are sinful and we're dead. Is there any price for the dead animal except eating that? No, there is no value in it. However, Jesus. Pay the price his with his own blood. That is the only cost that God values. So Jesus died for us so that we can be received by Him. So it is not a commercial relationship, but it is the communion relationship. God does not want to buy anything from us, and there is nothing we can sell to Him. But only He, only thing that He wants is. Us that we, he, and us can have a communion with him. He gave his own body. We need to take his body to us, so that we will we will become one with him. And that is the,、uh, the the main thrust that we see in the book of John. You know, last week we learned about Jesus turning water into wine. The wine represents joy, so he restored joy in the wedding ceremony. In today's passage, turn we see that Jesus turned 
over the business table, but he is going to prepare the communion table for us. In John chapter 3, Jesus says, you need to be born again. It's not from religious rituals. It is not from your father. It is not from, but it is by the Holy Spirit that you are born into his family to become his children. Again, this is the relationship. In John chapter 4, the woman asked, should we worship in the mountain? Should we worship in this place? No, no, no. You need to, you need to, Jesus said, you need to worship God in spirit and truth. That is the totally intimate relationship with God. It's not about the building. It's not about the program, but it is about the Holy Spirit that we're all in together to worship the Lord in an intimate setting. Okay. And then we see an all, all throughout the, uh, uh, the scripture, especially in the book of John, John, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you, and you will bear fruit. Apart from me, you are nothing. You see that? Jesus in the book of John is emphasizing so much about the relationship with him. There is no business. There is no commercial table between him and us. Only communion table that he shed his blood and gave his body that we take it, we drink from it. So, first, you need to have relationship with the Lord. No matter how great religious work you have done in the past, none of them can buy you for God. Okay? So you need to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and come to Him, accept Him, receive His mercy and grace that He died for you and He rose from the dead to give you eternal life. That is the Passion Week. That is the Passover Week. But if you do not take Him, if you do not receive Him, then you'll be just like a Pharaoh's son. You'll be dead. You'll be outside of Passover. You'll be, you, the death angel will not pass over you. You'll be dead forever, permanently. That is called the second death. That even when you die here on the earth, it's not the end. You will have a second death, which is eternal punishment. So come to Jesus Christ. Take this communion table. There is no hope in the commercial table, only in the communion table with the Lord. So come to Jesus and be born again. And you will experience the supernatural victory in the Passover and the Passion Week, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful truth, wonderful grace and mercy that you have given us through your death and resurrection, Lord. Father, as we are celebrating this Passion Week, this Palm Sunday. You entered the Jerusalem victoriously, but there are so many sinful things going on in the temple because they were doing business uh, between people and they were changing your temple into the robber stand or uh, the house of business. But Father, we pray that you would take out all the house of the, uh, the commercial tables in us, which is self-righteousness and selfishness and all the sinful nature in our, us. Father, please change it. Father, please flip that table in us. And then, Father, please change our table into a communion table so that we can always have intimate relationship with you, love you more than any other things, and follow you more than any other things, Lord. Father, we do thank you. We praise you in Jesus' holy name. I pray. Amen.